Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, gang. I'm Zane Talkington, and welcome back to Talking to Nobody Podcast. On today's episode, I interview one of my favorite humans, Chris Pudlow, creator of the travel blog, Califuckin' Road Trippin'. Chris is a hiking enthusiast, a photographer, video creator, and performer who does the best Juliette Lewis impression you will ever see. His goal with his blog is to inspire people to explore the Golden State and find all of the amazing places it has to offer. Through his videos, he gives tutorials on a multitude of hikes in Southern California, as well as countless road trips throughout the state, ranging from day to weekend trips. We talk about the many job ventures he has explored in the city and how there's nothing wrong with changing directions in life. We discuss ego and how to put that bitch at bay, hiking do's and don'ts, his love for nature, California, horror movies, and of course, Juliette Lewis. Check out Califuckin' Road Trippin' on Instagram, YouTube, and his website, CalifuckinRoadTrippin.com, for hiking tutorials and his beautiful prints that are available for purchase. Get out there, explore, and get a little dirty, friends. Please enjoy the incredibly wise, hysterical, not to mention handsome, Chris Pudlow. Talking to nobody. So you want to be somebody. How's your drink? It's perfect. Yay. Okay, good. So yeah, that's something that I like to do with the guests. I like them to have their favorite drink of all time. It's great. So this, is this it? It's yeah, like mezcal margarita or mezcal something or it's red wine. Mezcal is pretty much what I drink. Yes. I love red wine. I've been on a red wine kick lately. It gives me a headache if I drink a lot. So I have to be really good about like finding organic ones that don't have sulfites or just like stick with Cabernets or certain things and I'm fine. Yeah. Have you found a good... Like no sulfites one. I'm, I've still yet to find a good one. There's a ton at Whole Foods and I'll just rotate them or even Trader Joe's. The Trader Joe's ones that are, they're like five bucks and they're okay. But I feel like some of the 10, $15 ones at Whole Foods are much better. Okay. So, good to know. I yeah. need to go to Whole Foods more. We go to Ralph's and I just, I just don't like the ambiance. Like I love the ambiance at Trader Joe's and mm-hmm. Whole Foods. So I just need to. Yeah. Ralph's is like better. 70s kill yourself lighting. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, exactly. Like that and Home Depot, like just kill me now. Mm-hmm. I hate going to Home Depot and ugh, Nathan always has these projects. So we go there a lot. Just 
as a kid, I hated it. But now, like, if the thought of owning my own house, I'm like, oh, I like Home Depot if I'm getting stuff for me. Yes, yes. But I still, I hear you with that. Oh, gosh. Well, Chris, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. Of course. So, Chris, how do you say your last name? <laughs> Pudlow with no W. Pudlow. Okay, yeah. because I've been saying Pudlow, so I'm so glad that you corrected me. Chris Pudlow. What's your middle name? Gerard. Ooh, Chris Gerard Pudlow. 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 Ah! Oh my gosh. You're going to have to correct me a billion times. Well, I thought Pudlo. about changing it to Chris Gerard, like when I was trying to act, like maybe Chris Gerard would be the name, but I actually, I like Pudlow and people reference me and just call me by my last name. So yeah. What is Pudlow? Like what? Polish. Polish. Okay. And you would think it'd be shortened from like Pudlowski or something, but yeah. it's not. And actually I'm from Michigan, but there is another Chris Pudlow who's a female that lives in Seal Beach, California, and we're Facebook friends and we always- oh my chat and i'm like how crazy is that that is so crazy yeah i've yet to find another girl zane like there are other there's another talkington out there like i think a zane talkington which is crazy but it's a boy okay but i've never met another girl zane and i'm kind of happy about it i don't really want to meet another girl yeah zane. i think i may have known a zane a boy zane in my mm. life but never a girl zane yes i love it going strong yeah well to start out i always like to do like a horoscope, astrology, sign, reading, just to like compare and contrast. I don't know if you believe in all I that. I do. Okay, yay. Okay. Yeah, I'm a total witch, so. Oh, yay. Perfect. Yeah. This is perfect. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's just fun. I just like to see like if what I find relates to what you know about sure. it. So you're a Virgo. Mm -hmm. August 29th. I won't say the year. It's all right. It's all right. 1981. Yeah. <gasps> Be proud. Be proud. 80s Love. child. Yeah. Virgo, it's so crazy. When I was looking all this up today, it said part of your horoscope that you would make a new friend who is a Capricorn. And I'm a Capricorn. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? It's, and here we are. And here we are. So it's just meant to be. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that the element sign for Virgos is the earth. Yes. Because you're so into travel and hiking. I just feel like that was perfect yeah like i've heard that before and i'm like oh it makes total sense that i'm like a dirt a dirt boy yes yes i don't know what capricorn is is what is that Wa it's not Wa water air, air i feel Maybe. like okay because i know pisces is water okay I, that I, makes sense um uh, but i feel like capricorn is air 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 i'll have to look that up we'll have to ask captain planet yeah. who oh who's captain planet oh it was this cartoon in the 90s oh and he would, it was, the guy was Captain Planet and he had five little like minions and they would go, wind, water, earth, fire. And they, they all, they had action figures and it was a whole thing in the nineties. Oh my gosh. Captain Planet. Yeah. I've never, okay. I need to look that up. It also says that you're willing to invest time and effort to overcome confusion. Uh, yeah, actually like if there's a feud or if my boyfriend and I get into a disagreement, I have to resolve it in two seconds or I'll be ruined for the rest of the day. Yes. Like I need it to be smoothed out right away internally and mentally for me. I'm like that too. I feel like with Nathan, he can kind of just go all day like, oh no, we'll talk about it later. Is that how your boyfriend is? Yeah. And I'm like, no, we have to do it now. We have to do it now. Yeah. yeah because it all get anxiety about it. It'll ruin the whole day. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Okay. So that's true. Yep. Gaining trust easily whenever seeking it. Do you think that's pretty true? That I gain trust easily? Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess so. Very flexible. Yeah, I can't do yoga, but. <laughs> <laughs> but like scheduling and think like if something doesn't go as planned, you get really like annoyed about oh, it. Oh, my cousin, the first time my boyfriend met my cousin, she said, do you want to piss off Chris? Change plans. Ah! It'll send him into orbit. And I've gotten really good about like 
flex with that. Yeah. And my boyfriend's the opposite. Now he's got really good about schedule. So we each, he's scheduled and I'm more flex. So we, we meet in the middle there. That's good. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to meet him. Yeah, he's great. Deals with unknown situations very well. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty on point so far. Welcomes change graciously. I believe so. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to be better about that. I used to not be so so good with change and now I'm really trying to just embrace it. Like embrace the uncertainty, embrace the unknown, but it's very uncomfortable. It is, but I feel like it's not saying you're this way, but I think it's ego. Yes, and absolutely. Like I had a day job right around the corner from your house here for mm. 14 years as an office manager oh on Wilshire. Oh, should I say where you're? <laughs> I don't care. On Wilshire and Highland. <laughs> yes. she, she doesn't live there. <laughs> um, I'll never know. Don't know, no. But I, um, I think, and I was trying to be an actor. And so I think when, mm. I, when I quit that job, I felt like, Oh, anything's possible. And then like when I've moved apartments and then just like everything, when my dog passed away last year, I'm like, oh, like, thank you. So many things change and you're just like, you just have to roll with it. And I finally even gave up the idea of being an actor like in the last few years. And even that's rejuvenating. And it's also then when things just show up, like when you're not trying so hard. So letting go of the idea of how life should be, I think is like my new mantra for everything. I love that. Because every human always says, oh, this doesn't go the way I thought or I thought my life would be different. And you get everything you want, just not when or how. Mm. Is what I believe. Oh, thank you for saying that. I need. I feel like I need to hear that now, and a lot of people probably need to hear that now, like early on in their lives, mm-hmm. because yeah, you just you hold on to things so tightly. Like for me, when I graduated from acting school, I had everything all planned out. Like I'm gonna get an agent, get a manager, mm-hmm. I'm gonna become part of the union and I'm gonna like be on a billboard obviously it didn't work out but it worked out so much better and Mm -hmm. you're right like I think it it all goes back to ego and I mean no offense to my mom I love her to death and she always built me up growing up but I think there's a lot of people out there who had those parents that were like you're gonna be a star like Mm -hmm. you're gonna be you're gonna win the Oscar you're gonna I don't know be the greatest and I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but how, how do you feel about parents that do that? I think it's good because it, it's the confidence you need. Yeah. But as a human, Bette Midler actually said the best quote ever about being famous or being in this industry. She said, you have to think you're the best thing since sliced bread, but you have to know that you're not. Ooh, okay. And like to what you're asking, it's that. It's like getting that advice from parents or people, that's great. But then you as a person have to have enough self-awareness to go, okay, I'm not that great. And if this doesn't happen, fine. I have to be okay with it. Yeah. You know, I actually drove for Lyft for a year in between jobs. Mm. And the same day, I picked up like an 80-year-old Jewish woman who was the loveliest woman. And I picked her up from this like nursing home and she was I was taken to her to her family's house in Culver City and I told her I was trying to you know had been here for many years trying to act and she said the greatest thing to me along the lines of if you acting is the only thing you're going to be miserable she's like you have to be okay with it not happening yeah and I was like wow that's great and then she was so sweet I dropped her off and she grabbed my hand and put a $20 bill in there as like a cash tip she was so lovely and then I was got another ride later that day in Beverly Hills and I picked up Molly Ringwald and drove her to Malibu and she wasn't mean but she was just kind of quiet and cold and not that she has to but she didn't tip a dime and I just thought how funny that is that here's this just like down-to-earth woman who was just giving me this advice and gave me money yes and then Molly Ringwald who's this actress who I may have 
like wow that and then was just like a whatever and i thought that was such an interesting balance in that day that is so interesting now that you think about it i feel like i've experienced a lot of that as well at the restaurants i've worked at especially out here in la it's like usually the people that tip me the most more than they should are the people who are young Mm -hmm. my age who probably don't have the money to tip but who probably also work a side job that they don't love but they have to do it and then the people who are clearly wealthy clearly are you know very successful in their life they they tip the bare minimum or not at all yeah you know so that's very interesting i saw on your website you've been out in la for 20 years is Mm -hmm. that why you came out here for acting yeah where'd you come from uh detroit okay i'm from indiana oh nice yeah neighbors yeah midwest Mm -hmm. yeah i actually moved to california when i was 18 right out of high school and i ended up in a town called hemet way out in the desert kind of close to palm springs because my cousins had moved out there to meet their dad that they never knew growing up okay so i got to this shit town hated it only lasted a month moved back to detroit worked for a year and then came to la at 19 and so now 20 years later here i am (laughs) (laughs) awesome so what was that like coming back to la at 19 where did you start? Where did your acting journey start? I feel like it started late because, again, similar to what you said, I had, for me, again, this mindset of I'm going to move there. I'm going to win an Oscar. I'm going to do all this stuff because I never wanted to be an actor as a kid. And then in high school, I did a few plays and I kind of knocked them out of the park and I was like to toot my own horn. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I can do this. And so I just yep. moved here and I like actually didn't know how to do anything. Some people move here and they already like take an acting class and go on auditions. I just equally loved Californian, loved just being in L.A. Mm -hmm. You know, even if I didn't want to be an actor, I was obsessed with the idea of moving here. And so I didn't really do a lot for the first handful of years or even know what to do. And I would be like, I guess I'll take an acting class and da, da, da. So it wasn't even until years later that I started really getting into acting class. But I luckily met some friends and I met the right people and I got involved with a playwright who's still one of my closest friends today and he has oh, wow. lots of successful plays and movies and so then I even went on tour with like a lot of actors I idolize as a kid so wow. working with him and all I've been on one of the TV shows he was on and like so it's been great that was that was a nice little journey that filled that void for me that's so cool yeah what kind of shows are you allowed to say yeah, yeah. this person's name yeah his name is Del Shores okay and he wrote a lot of plays and movies about the south and so he had a movie that was a big hit called sorted lives and leslie jordan who's super famous now that everyone knows who is he's the short little guy from will and grace with the white hair he blew up in the pandemic yes okay so the movie was about him being a drag queen that was obsessed with country singer tammy wynette who was famous in the 60s and 70s and is that the eyes of tammy faye is that the same one no that's tammy faye baker who was a televangelist okay very Um, different yes tammy (laughs) wynette was just country singer okay um but anyway the movie had delta burke from designing women olivia newton john um Bo Bridges Jeff Bridges brother and so we did a television series that included this cast but we got Rue McClanahan from the Golden Girls and like tons of additional people so that was really great to do that that's so cool yeah. so you were kind of like it seems like very like riding this wave of success and performing for a while yeah and then I think the greatest success came my best friend and I we wrote our own shows and that's what I finally realized is like oh this is success like we love quoting movies and we do impressions so we wrote a show and it put it up in silver like on and off for five years where we would 
there's a Mexican restaurant that has a theater in the basement called Casita del Campo. Ooh. So we would do our shows there. And then we eventually wrote another show and another show. And I've done multiple other plays in that space that other people directed. So that's kind of been the trajectory for me. Okay. And this love for Juliette Lewis, where yes. where did that come from? You do such a, a remarkable impression of her. Thank you. Where did that start? I think uh, the first time I really, I mean, I had seen Christmas Vacation, but didn't know who she, know who she was. Yeah. And then my dad's friend had rented Cape Fear, which was her Oscar-nominated performance. I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. It's, it's, We're going to watch it tonight. It's terrifying, actually. It's really? it's really Robert De Niro's a rapist, and Nick Nolte is her dad, and Jessica Lange is her mom. And Nick, oh, Jessica Lange. Wow. Yeah, all-star cast. It's amazing. It's a, it's a terrifying film. It's based on a, a remake of a 60s version with Gregory Peck, um, but it's, it's terrifying. And basically... De Niro was put in prison for 14 years by Nick Nolte. So De Niro gets out of prison and that starts harassing Nick Nolte and his wife and daughter. And it's it's terrifying. And Juliette Lewis is astounding in it. Wow. Did she win? Did no, she-, she was she was only 18. And that was she was nominated for an Oscar. So was it that movie that sparked this love? It was actually a movie called California that she did the follow two years later with Brad Pitt, who was her boyfriend at the time. People don't know that. I feel like she is just so underrated and maybe maybe she's not but just she's one of those actresses like what's her name linda cardellini like they're in everything but you don't think of them often you know your go-to is like oh yeah jennifer lawrence or emma stone or something but yeah i just feel like she she has she's done a lot well she was an it girl of the 90s so she definitely had her heyday fell off the wagon for a little bit and i feel like she's come full circle again in the last like 10 years which is great because she did music for a while in between so she sings yeah she has like a rock band where she's kind of like real loud like joan jett and like mick jagger that's so crazy yeah so then when did you start doing her as a character You know what? That is a good question. I think when I first moved here, like two years after I moved here, I saw her perform at the Knitting Factory on Hollywood Boulevard. Knitting Factory. Yeah. And I got to meet her. I mean, just for like a second, get a photo with her. And then I think slowly in the early, like 2006, 7, 8, I would make these sketch videos with a friend of mine who was a brilliant editor. And I would just started like, I should just do impressions of people I know. I'm really good at doing impressions of people I know personally. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I'll try celebrities that I love. So I just started doing her in videos and it just started building and building and building from there. And I would make videos, which led to doing a show down the road. That's so cool. And she actually shared one of your videos, right? Multiple times. She, Ah! she shares them quite often and she agreed still to create a video with me but like we've just never gotten around to doing it so that is so cool what an honor that's like the dream you know i do these you know i just do them for fun but i do these grinch videos every year for christmas called grinchisms Mm -hmm. because i i know people have mixed feelings about him but i love jim carrey and i love him yeah i just i love his movies i love his facial expressions and so i do them every year but i mean you you are just her like the videos i've seen like you're her and so how how do you create a character like that do you just watch videos of her or how does someone create a character and bring it to life like that like you do you know it's funny i finally realized how i work in general in life i am not someone that can get a book and study and learn i have to watch it over and over again or i'm i'm a visual person so you know if someone's like here read this manual on how to put a dvd player together i'm like no 
if I watched a YouTube video, then I'm like, I got it. And so it's the same thing. When I hang around people enough, I'll start to just do impressions of them. And it's not even that I'm trying to do it. I actually like when I'm doing it, I feel like I'm them almost like empathetically like that person. Yeah. And so it just sort of comes out like I see like, like when I'm doing it, I feel like I physically see them in myself. That's so cool. Almost like I'm a, like a, a full on mimic of them. And then it just snaps off. And then there's impressions I when I try to do it, but I can kind of do it, but it's not really there as much as some of them. And so that's kind of to answer your question. I just think by repetition and watching and I, my brain just like soaks it all up, you know? What other characters do you do? Or is she like the main one that you try to perfect? She's the main one, but I do Pee Wee Herman and I do, there's a show called The Mismatch Game that we do at the Gay and Lesbian Center and it's all to raise money for AIDS research. I love that. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful cause and everyone does it for free and everyone does a celebrity impression and so I usually do Pee Wee Herman there. I've done, I always like doing obscure women, which is so random, but I've like done a De Niro before, but it's like, okay, you know, there's, there's ones I try, but like, I feel like Pee Wee and Juliet are like my strongest ones that I can do. So you... We're on this this wave of doing plays, and then you started doing shows at what what's it called again? The- so, so the one with Juliet was called Rise and Shine with Bet and Juliet. Okay. And my friend he would do Bet Midler, and I did Juliet Lewis, and we just because those were our best impressions. Yeah. And we're like it's a morning talk show, and then we actually I go I just want to see if they've met each other, so I googled it, and there's a picture of them at a fashion show, and I'm like they were actually nominated for Oscars the same year, so of course they met. I mean, she's been acting since the 60s, whatever. But I was like, okay, so the fact that they've met makes this more real. And so then, like, we just made this show that was very Abbott and Costello. And I'm like, it just kind of worked. And we it ran every month for a year and a half. Oh, my gosh. Which was overwhelming because we had to... And we had a cast of five additional people. So every month, we had to write an entire, like, hour-long show, meet, like, weekly and do rehearsals. And we kind of improv quite a bit of it. Did you ever take any improv classes or was it just something you were always naturally good at? I suck at improv. I took Groundlings once and then I did Upright Citizens Brigade and I kept going and going and going and I'm like, I don't think I'm good at this. And then I just recently took Groundlings again and like the day the pandemic started, I was in Groundlings class and we got shut down while we were in class. But I realized I'm not good at like the game, if you will. I'm I'm good at like just random weird shit and like impressions and like quirky stuff. And I can create a scene out of nowhere. But trying to play those games is a little harder for me of like, okay, we've got to do this and do these beats and do this stuff. And I'm like, eh, again, like following rules for me doesn't work well. Yes. In that I, sense. I feel the same way. I, I went to, to UCB to see their improv musical that they do, yeah. which is brilliant oh my god yeah how i know there's a formula but it's just it's so amazing because these shows always end up not only being funny but they like make sense but i feel like for me yeah i i don't know if i could stick to that formula Mm -hmm. i would feel very confined i guess so i i feel like i'm like you i would love to you know be on snl like i'm already taking notes of like oh what i'm gonna do on my snl episode in the future when i'm you know a successful actress so I love to do those characters, but yeah, like I don't think I could ever do stand-up comedy. Do you have you ever done no. that, or it's all usually planned shows? Yeah, I tried it once just to see if I could, and I was terrible. They, they gave everyone three minutes, and I was like, oh my god, this is not for me. Three minutes is a long time. It was horrible, and I was drowning after like thirty seconds. And I'm like, fuck. Fuck. 
Yeah. What do you like? What do you do? You just have to like keep going, or yeah. And one of my closest friends, he is a stand-up comedian. He's very successful. He like hosts a bunch of e shows, and he's brilliant at it. And like you, you can, you know, I remember actually Akbar and Silverlake would do a thing called Drunk on Stage Tuesdays, and they would give each person ten minutes. And I was saw him before he was even doing it. So I've watched him for 10 years just build himself up to that. And at the time, I asked the guy who ran, I said, can I just do my own thing for 10 minutes? So everyone did stand up. And all I did was I did the entire movie of Clueless in 10 minutes. I just quoted as much as I could and packed in the most important scenes in 10 minutes. That's brilliant. Because I'm like, that's my thing. That's what I do. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Do you have a video of that? I would love to see oh, it. Oh, God, no. Because this was like... 2009 or 10 it's so long ago but oh my gosh you've been doing this for a long time yeah so what was what was the goal the original dream for you with acting or was there one you know it's great that you asked this because i've only just had this revelation in the last few months of where i'm at now and what it was and i think it was what i was saying was i did these plays and then i got this ego trip of like I'm going to be rich and famous and move to LA and win an Oscar and have a house in the hills. And I feel like maybe some of that too was an insecurity from like school to like prove something, even though I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't know what that was, but there was something with that. And only recently did I realize like, I've never really been an actor. I'm not someone who just reads plays all day. And I'm like, I don't love acting. I hate learning lines. I hate being on set quite a bit. Like I've been on set a lot. I'm like, I hate background work. I actually don't enjoy a lot of aspects of it. And so I'm like, what I'm really good at is again, like quoting movie lines and doing impressions and making little sketch videos with friends. I'm like, that's really what it is. And even I've channeled my acting into my hiking videos. So I'm like, a lot of people I know moved here to be actors and they become way more successful being totally different things that might still be in the industry and or might, you know, pull from their acting experience and they're, they're more happy and they make more money and they're like, this is actually better than I thought, you know? Yeah, I, lo I love to hear that because I feel like there is this, I don't know, this attitude that if you come out here and you don't end up doing what you originally set out to do, that you failed. And for us, Nathan and I, we had to spend this past year during the pandemic, we went to Florida where my mom lives mm -hmm. and we were there for a year and a half and we did not expect that at all, but just for financial reasons it was just what we had to do and we had a few reactions from people where there's like oh well you're just you're not acting anymore you're you're not coming back then that's it and and I get it you know that that whatever they can feel that way I guess but it's just it's really hard and now that we are back I've noticed that a few friends have changed directions in their careers but they're so much happier mm -hmm. they have a sense of purpose they're not feeling depressed anymore and i just it really bothers me that there is that i think it's also just ego like oh well they yeah. didn't make it well i'm gonna make it and it's just it's really discouraging because i think i think you have to test things out to find out what your true passion is and i don't even think there is such thing as like one true passion yeah. i used to believe that for so long like yes i'm going to be an actress and that's i'm a storyteller that's what i do but it's like i can do other things too and still be valid yes absolutely and, and what i'm finding now is to me it's a stereotype when i say it i almost cringe at myself when people say 
like I don't even say more. Oh, I'm an actor. Like I used to lead with that, and now I don't say it, and I just say like, oh, I did it for a while. Or I kind of feel that way even about living in West Hollywood because it's stereotypical for a game. And like, where do you live? And I just go, West Hollywood. <laughs> where it's the same thing with the acting. Like, oh yeah, I'm an actor. I'm like, an actor. Yeah, you don't say like, yes, I am an actor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I I even said this recently to somebody. I said even if you say you or I booked ten jobs that paid five thousand dollars tomorrow. We do the jobs, we get all that money, great. And you stretch the money out, but it still doesn't mean you're an actor or you've made it or you're going to be rich for a long time. And then you still might peter out. Like the the first year I moved here. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I went out to a bar, a gay bar, and I met a guy and I go, God, he looks familiar. And he was one of the guys from the original Karate Kid movie. Wow. And I was like, oh my God. And then he's like, yeah, like he had just done that one movie and then now he was like a waiter or something. So again, that was the first lesson in like, you see someone on TV, you think they've made it, but it's like, then you come to this town and you're like, it doesn't matter. And like people right. who are super successful, like I have friends that are Oscar winners that still struggle or people that have been here forever. They're like, yeah, I still have to audition all the time. And like, it's crazy. If it's very humbling to hear that, though, and I and I think that's what we don't hear in interviews with these celebrities, you know, because they they are at a level where they don't have to like do other things. But that's why I wanted to start a show like this because it's for those people who, yeah, they're they're working really hard or they're doing what they love, but they're just not like in the media or, yeah. or being recognized yet. But I think. What I realize is you have to have other things that bring you joy in the meantime. I think when I first graduated from school, I put all my eggs in one basket and I, I gave myself this label of like, no, this is, you have to focus all your attention on this. And that's when I got really, really depressed. So now I'm trying to explore other things that bring me joy. Is, is that how you found your love for hiking? Yeah. Like I just recently too like labeled myself if I have to as an artist, which gives me permission to be like, oh, I act. Yes. I hike. I do photography. I edit. You know, I make videos. I do collages. Like I just do a lot. And I'm like, so I just funnel it into that title to slap a label on it. But my love of nature actually has sort of happened over the last 10 years. It was actually like, in 2012, where I was like, you know, I've never been to Joshua Tree. I want to go there. And then I went to Yosemite and then Big Sur. And then I just started this love affair with California specifically. And I realized how epic this state is. And like, I'm still overwhelmed at the thousands of places I've been. And I still feel like it's not enough. And I follow a lot of other hiking guru people that have been everywhere. And I'm like, I get 
positive anxiety of like, I have to go there. I have to go there. I have to go there. And it's, it's overwhelming how much there is to discover here. It really is. I was looking at your blog today and all your different videos and all these different places. I had no idea. And I'm so happy that you're here to talk about this because I think there are probably a lot of other people like me who they're in LA and they just stay in their little LA bubble. Mm -hmm. So what made you, like, do you remember the age or the moment in your life where like, I need to get out. I need to branch out. Yeah. I think it was actually when I was with my ex and I was about 29. And that's when I started, like we went to Hawaii and then like I was going out and he said he was old, way older than me. And he said, I remember when I was your age and I had that bug too at 29 of like, I have to just see the world. And that's when I kind of started realizing there's a high I get when I go to nature. And I feel like that is more important than anything. And now actually I measure my accomplishments on how much hiking I do. And I've gone 10 times this month. I don't give a fuck how much money I made or how many jobs I've done or, you know, insert whatever. But I'm like, how much time have I spent in nature is my barometer of success for my life is kind of how I look at it now. I love that. Yeah. I mean, in California is there's so many places to go. So for someone like me who, you know, say I don't know about your blog or know about these places in California, how did you start to find these hikes? Well, I obviously, most people know about a lot of the national parks here, and then you you hear about that. So I started doing that over time. And then it really didn't start, the mega hiking really didn't start until like 2017 when I started exploring the Angeles National Forest. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize we've got like this ginormous mountain filled with hundreds of hiking trails, hundreds of waterfalls in our backyard that like... It's like an hour away, like, and that includes getting up into the mountain, like, because it's just above Pasadena and Glendale and all that. And so I really now, like, live there. Like, I'm there all the time. And when I lived in Silver Lake, it was so much easier. So I would go up there, like, a few times a week and just get lost and discover hikes. And, like, oh, but Instagram really helped because I would see a picture. I'm like, oh, my God, where's this? Click on the hashtag, click on the map. And I'm like, okay, we're going here. And then I would do it. And I'm someone that like commits to the hikes where again, like you said, a lot of people stay in their bubble and they're like, ah, cause it is a commitment to get up, drive, hike, drive back. So it's like, it's like a whole day. It's a commitment. Yeah. And you have to pack food and supplies and, and things like that. So like when we go to the beach, I feel like I'm, I lived in Florida for a while and in Florida you can drive 20 minutes and you're at a beach. Mm -hmm. I think Nathan said that as well. He's from Australia and there's, there's so many little secret beaches you can drive anywhere and, and you're at the beach. But here it's like, if you want to get to the good beach, I feel like you do, you have to make a day of it. Mm -hmm. Totally. 100%. What's your favorite place to hike in California that you found? My favorite hike that I've done that I actually was just telling my friend today is an Ojai. Okay. Um, there's three main hikes that are great. There's a, like an easy one mile hike called Rose Valley Falls from a campground to a waterfall. It's beautiful. And then only just last year did I discover this place that's a mile from there called Pedro Blanca that is this ginormous rock formation that looks like you're in Joshua Tree, like up wow. in the mountains. It's amazing. But I'm probably saying this wrong for years. Matilia, it's spelled like Matilija, but like Matilia, Matilia Canyon. Okay. There's some natural hot springs like on the way to this hike. I've always wanted to go to a hot spring. Okay, I'll tell you about that in one second. Yes, yes, um, go on. So there's that, but this is a four mile 
four hour round trip hike. So it's like okay. two hours to the waterfall. So it's like not too bad. And there's three ginormous epic like Hawaii size waterfalls like in this canyon way out there. And it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I was like, I can't believe this is out here. And even though I have a friend, she lives out there. And she was like, don't post this because then people are going to, it's going to get spoiled and ruined, you know, for the locals that love that spot. Because it is it is very hard to find. I have done that hike like seven times before, but never found the waterfalls. And I finally went again. And some guy just said, Kept, keep going, keep going. And then I finally found them. And I was so happy. But that's my favorite hike. But I feel like my favorite spots, if I were to name them, would be Big Sur, Yosemite, and then the Eastern Sierras, which is Highway 395 that goes between Death Valley, Sequoia, and Yosemite. And it goes to Mammoth Lakes, and it can go all the way up to Lake Tahoe. But just that whole Eastern Sierras is the most beautiful part of California. What makes those places, other than them being beautiful, like is there something specific about them, like a feeling that you experience when you're there? Oh, yeah. Like Yosemite is just magical. And they even would call the one hotel there the Majestic blah, blah, blah which the interior of the, it's called the Awani, and then they changed it to the Majestic, and now it's back to the Awani, but the interior is the exact replica of The Shining. The movie The Shining modeled the inside off of this hotel. That's why you like it. Because mm-hmm, I love horror movies. Yes. Um, but yeah, and Big Sur, it, it's just, it just feels like magical. There's all these hippies up there, and there's like a vortex there, and same thing with the Eastern Sierras. Like, now that I've been going up there, I'm like, I just feel right when I'm here. Like, when I did a Yosemite trip four years ago, that was my first time coming to the Eastern Sierras by Mammoth. And I was like, my heart feels like it's here. Like how people say that. And I'm like, I need to come back here. And I, and like, I went up there last April and did a three day trip with a friend and we made a video of all we packed in as much as we could in three days and hit like countless spots. And it was like overwhelming how much we didn't even get to see like what's up there. That's so interesting. You say that because I've never thought about that. When you go on a hike, I guess I've always thought, oh, like I can say I did this hike now. But the fact that you had to go back a few times to the other one you first mentioned and to find these waterfalls, it's like, do you find when you do a hike again, you find new things every Mm -hmm. time? Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of hikes that I've done and haven't found the climax, if you will, the waterfall or the the whatever. And I, I repeat hikes countless times like i've done you know certain little waterfall hikes like 20 times in the angeles forest because i just like well i know how long it's gonna take to get there like a lot of people will go to runyon canyon or griffith park and i'm like i don't want to do that i want to go like where nobody's at where it's like again there's a feeling when i'm in the forest i feel right like some people it's the beach for them that way you know for me it's the forest with water in the forest how long do you revel at the end like at at the climax of the hike because the hikes that we've done we went to one when we were in the Catskills in New York and we got to this beautiful lookout point and we sat there for a little bit but I felt this sadness leaving it Do, do you experience that Yes, but I also am courteous and I even made a video about, I'm not saying you're not, I'm saying. No, please. Yeah. I don't know the, the courteous thing no, to do. <laughs> I made a, a video once called Hiking Do's and Don'ts that I just made up, pulled out of my ass. And one of the number one thing I said was don't be a waterfall whore. And it's when you come here and you get to a waterfall or, or anything and you're like, clearly these people have been there for like 10, 20 minutes because they all their coats are lying around. And I'm like, and new people are walking up and they can't even get a photo because these assholes are just standing there like, Ooh, like thinking it's all about them and I'm like right. 
I didn't see you on the hike while I was walking in front of me. So you've been here for a long time. So I like take the photo and I usually leave. Now, if there's nobody there, I will soak it up as long as I can. And then if I see another human, I'll get my ass out of there. That's really nice of you. Yeah. That's good to know. What are some other hiking do's and don'ts? Um, well, the one thing is always like do your research. And I'm a hypocrite about this but because I don't do it and my boyfriend gets mad. But I always say tell people where you're going because I go on a lot of hikes by myself because I don't, you know, you never know if there's a 127 hours thing where you get lost in some rock thing. And yes, but, you know, bring water and like for people with pets, especially like, you know, bring water or don't take your pets on hikes that are going to be strenuous, like those kinds of things, you know, don't pick flowers, even though I did pick white sage in the Angeles forest to burn in my house. That smells amazing. Oh, well, that's that's totally worth it. Someone tried to school me and they're like, you better go put that back because that's a Native American like blah, blah, blah thing. And I'm like, oh, just calm down. Just calm <laughs> down. It smells nice. I'm you like, know. how do you think the people sell it at the store? Someone is picking it up there. Right. Yeah, because exactly. it is a California thing. White sage. It's like. I think local to California, but it's it's one of my favorite scents actually. I don't think I've ever smelled it. I'll have to. It's I'll have to go pick it myself. Yes. But see, yeah, that I feel like that's better than buying it. You know, making it commercialized and going buying it. Like you went and picked it yourself and yeah. you brought it back. Hiking alone, that sounds really scary. What are what are some rules that people should uphold when they're hiking by themselves besides telling people where they are well the funny thing is knock on wood <laughs> it never ever crosses my mind about a bear or a mountain lion because people say aren't you afraid and i'm like no because i'm i'm not off trail but some of these trails are out there but they're still designated trails like i don't just go climbing mountains through shrubs but i just don't think about that whereas surfers go into the ocean and they don't think about sharks where that's all I think about. I'm like, I would never surf because I'm like, my fear is like sharks coming. Whereas I'm sure some people don't want to go hike because they're thinking bears and mountain lions and whatever. But I understand it now for like a surfer, like, oh, cause I'm that way in the forest. But to answer your question, I guess hiking by themselves, I, I don't really know. It's just, again, it's like doing your research, you know, maybe don't have headphones in so you can hear your surroundings that's that's good again bring lots of water or have some backup in your car like if i know i'm going to do a long hike i will bring like a little styrofoam cooler with ice and have like coconut water to hydrate or gatorade whatever you want and like water because sometimes i get a sun headache if i'm out too long and then it like screws my whole day up so if you can constantly hydrate and i don't again i'm being a hypocrite i don't do this that often but so many people are awful and they trash the forest or they spray paint so that's awful yeah if you have a backpack pick up a bottle of empty bottle of water if you see it just help you know like pick up a piece of trash because yeah. if you have a backpack just throw it in there you know that's good to know i would have never even thought about that yeah i mean it is covid and people don't want to touch weird things but but or yeah and people just like don't leave your trash in the forest you know come on yeah you don't deserve to go out there yes you're, that you're missing the point yeah that makes me so sad well when did you first get the idea to turn this into a blog uh it was actually a friend of mine who i am really good with the power suggestion like it was a friend years ago that said why don't you just do a show like da 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 which led me to do my acting shows and so my one friend said you should do a blog about all your like travels and i'm like yeah because i always do little day trips with my boyfriend we do like i find the new like hipster hotel and like oh we're gonna hit this coffee shop do this hike go to this beach and do this hotel and so i just started doing the road trips and then I'm like maybe I should do 
like a YouTube page, an Instagram page. So I started it, I built the Instagram page and then I realized it was more of just pictures. And then I started making videos officially like in the pandemic, like in the summer of 2020. Cause I'm like, okay, you know, there's nothing to do. So I'm just going to go do these hikes. And then I started making the videos, but I realized they're more like hiking tutorial, like hiking. Cause my road, my website's called Califucking Road Trippin', where it's supposed to be like road trip. So I've tried to merge more like day trips, weekend trips, and I've gotten a bunch in, in the last few years is like a two day Sequoia trip, a three day Eastern Sierra trip, a one day Ojai trip. So I'm trying to like build all that in there so that there's options. And then another one of my loves is movie filming locations. So I've even added those in there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I was I went up north above San Francisco in August and I had all the filming locations from the original Scream, which was so much fun. That is so cool. Yeah, and I even met the guy whose grandmother owns the house that, um, what's her name? Tatum. Rose McGowan lived in, in the movie. And he he I he was like, are you here for Scream? Because he saw me like looking weird. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and he told me the whole story about how when they were location scouting, they found the house and they were looking through the house and the ghost face mask was on the bed. And they said, can we use this for the movie? Because they hadn't even found a mask yet. And the grandmother or this guy's grandmother approved it. So it's because of her that the ghost face mask even exists in the Scream franchise now. What the fuck? And that's so cool. It's like a little Hollywood street because across the street, they, (laughs) (laughs) it's that cool. (laughs) That cool. I'm like so in shock. Yeah. (laughs) Across the street was the house from the Alfred Hitchcock movie, Shadow of a Doubt from the 1940s. I don't know if I've seen that. I don't think I have either. And then down the street was the house from Pollyanna from the 60s. So it's like all these little, this little like Hollywood history street. That is so cool. I've yet to go to San Francisco because it's so far and everyone keeps saying, oh, it's so expensive. Like, don't go there until you have the money to go there. But if I went there, I would want to do the things that you're talking about, like see all these places that are free, right? I mean, mostly. Yeah, this where I went in Santa Rosa, that's like an hour plus above San Francisco. San Francisco isn't expensive to visit. It's expensive to live. Live, okay. To me, it's no different than like someone coming to visit LA, you know? Yeah. I mean, some of the hotels are expensive. Like I went there once in the proper hotel that's right on Market Street in the Tenderloin, which, which is weird. It's like, that's where like a lot of the homeless are and it feels like shady as fuck. But the proper is like really chic. And it was like the parking was $60 a night. And I'm like, no. So you can find the hotels. It's just you have to do your research. And it is expensive in that regard. but Worth it for the experience. Yeah. Does your partner share this same love of travel and hiking or did he kind of learn it from you? He learned it from me and he goes wherever I go and he's down for the road trips. He like we're getting old now and like he's I'm 40. He's 45. He like his knees get bad. So like if there's some like climbing, he's like, babe, I can't do this. And so he finds out mid hike that he's like, oh, shit, I can't do this one. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm still going because we got a waterfall to see. Yes. Oh, no, he misses out on the waterfall. I'm sure he still is just happy to be there, though. He is. Well, for in 2017, we did this epic trip to Yosemite and Mammoth and Lake Tahoe. And in Yosemite, we climbed this giant waterfall that I've done before. And I'm like, baby, you have to come to the top of this one. And there's these really steep, like, rock steps along the waterfall. And it leads to a pool, to another waterfall and another waterfall. And he was... 
he was so glad he did it even though his legs were shot but he was like i'm so glad i did it but i could never do it again right but at least he did it he has that memory forever yeah yeah. have you seen the movie the secret life of walter mitty no that that sounds so familiar but i have no idea who's in it or what it's about it's with ben stiller and um, sean penn yes so there's this moment where i don't want to spoil the movie if you haven't seen at this point people you need to see it but he gets Ben Siller's character. He's searching for Sean's pen character. He has something that he needs for his job. And so this very introverted, shy guy who's never like spent a dime that he didn't need to spend, never traveled anywhere, finally like goes on this adventure to find this thing that he needs from Sean Penn. And they finally meet at the top of a mountain. I don't know which mountain it was. And Sean Penn is, he's a photographer and he's about to take this picture of something that he finds so beautiful and he doesn't take the picture has there ever been a moment for you where you see something that is just so spectacular that you don't want to I don't want to say ruin it that's the wrong word but you don't want the distraction of a camera or social media yeah I think though that like even when it's so epic I just go like People have to see this. I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking of others when I'm taking my photos. That's so selfless yeah. of you. Yes. And also just for me to look back. But there's definitely spots where I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I need to take a photo of this because it's like I have thousands of photos and I kind of know them all like a Rolodex in my head. So I'll see something new and go, oh, that's beautiful, but I'm not going to take a photo of it. So I do have those moments, but I've never had that Sean Penn moment of like, this is too beautiful. I can't because I'm like, it's... This it's, is for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's almost, it's always too beautiful that I'm like, I have to take a photo because I want to, you know, visually see it again in a photo, yeah. you know, more than just the memory. Because if you think about it, like back in the day, that's all people had was memories. We didn't have cell phones or cameras at our disposal like that. You had to like buy one if you were a photographer. So now it's, it's, it's a good and bad thing, I think, you know. Yeah, it's, it's more accessible, which is great because you are getting people excited to go and explore these places. But have you found that, I don't want to say making it a job, but making this blog and documenting these things that you do, has that changed your passion for it at all? Or has it made it even stronger? It makes it stronger. Like I'm not making a dime off anything. and I'm not really doing the research of like, how can I get sponsors or anything? But I get excited when I get home to edit my videos and like to post them and like that like thrills me. In fact, I just went on a day trip on Sunday with a friend of mine. We went up to this area close to Bakersfield. Bakersfield, no, if you're from there, I'm sorry, but it's awful. Um, <laughs> it but, sounds awful. Yeah, the, Bakersfield. A, a lot of my friends grew up in the, it's called the Central Valley, which is Bakersfield, Fresno, and all the way up to Modesto. And they're all like, it's the armpit of California, if not the, the country, but it, it really is awful. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I love it. But around there is Yosemite and Sequoia. So there's beauty, beauty like in the mountains above that. But my friend and I went to this place called the Wind Wolves Preserve. And then we went to a hotel called Koyama Buckhorn in the middle of nowhere in this like redneck town that has nothing in it. Like there's like a meat market, a gas station, and then this hipster hotel that is gorgeous and it's just so oh random God. it's it's so beautiful it was only 200 bucks for the night oh that's not bad yeah. i mean for 
you know, California, you guys, it's not that bad. It really isn't. And like, it was so strange because nobody was there except my friend and I. And then we went in the hot tub all night and then we lit, we wanted to light, there were like bonfires everywhere. And then this like hot bearded guy came out of nowhere and we were like, what's this? And he's like, oh, I'll light the fire for you. And he's like, yeah, I work on the grounds here. I live like at some house outside of the hotel. And then he goes, oh, I live in Bermuda Dunes, which is a suburb of Palm Springs. And my friend goes, that's where I live. They live in the same fucking subdivision. And, That's crazy. Yeah. And this guy lived in the Central Coast, which is my favorite in San Luis Obispo area. And he just got back from Alaska. And I'm like, he's living my dream, like just doing all the best California spots and then working at some hipster hotel in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, it's great. Have you ever thought about that? Just like packing up and just going somewhere random and doing that? Well, kind of like my boyfriend, and I want to do a jaunt to Palms, move to Palm Springs. And so that's kind of in the vein of like what we want to do of like live in Palm Springs and here and the Central Coast. And like, I'm always on the road hiking. So I kind of want to just be a California nomad, you know, because I'm obsessed with what there is to discover here. Did you see that movie, Nomadland? I did. Did you like it? I did. Did you? Yes, it was very, it was very different. I think what I loved about it was that it felt very real. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to say a reality show. It it was like a documentary. I felt like I was really experiencing her journey along with her. And it was so beautiful. And it, it made me, I think for a while after I saw that movie, and then I read Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, which I highly recommend. But he, uh, for a time, he had a, a van and he toured around America and he talks about his experiences in, in that book. And I was like, I, I want to get an RV. I want to get an Airstream or something and I want to go travel. So I think that movie really gave me that itch, itch to do that. Have you ever thought about getting like an Airstream or something like yeah. that and doing that? Like movies like Into the Wild with Emile Hirsch and Wild with Reese Witherspoon. Love same that thing. movie. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Like both of those same thing. And actually there was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, him and his boyfriend, because, you know, he made shit ton of money. Like if you're on that show and then you just do some gigs, you know, you make like $300,000 a year or something. And they did that. They bought, you know, like a van and now they just like park it in the most epic like streams and mountains and i'm like yeah that is the goal like you were talking about snl earlier and in the 90s chris farley did this skit where he was a guy named matt foley and he said you're going to end up living in a van down by the river and now there's a meme that says when i was a kid i thought living in a van down by the river was bad now it's a life goal and i'm like it really is yes that's so i love chris farley that's crazy yeah yes no i i start to feel that itch once in a while but then I would love to think that I could do that, live in that way, but I, I don't know. I, I do like to have space. Well, I think I've I think I found the secret, everybody. Yes, what's okay. the secret? So you know how everyone says in life you have to have balance, right? Yes. And so with that being said, I feel like the balance is yes, you you live a nomadic lifestyle where like like what I do. I'm like I'm hiking like daily, if not multiple times a week, where I'm in nature all day on like my days off. And then I come home to a nice, pretty, like stylish apartment. I'm like, oh, I enjoy this too. Where like, that's not the only thing I want. Like, just like, you know, like the pretty apartment and stuff. Like I'm like living in the dirt during the day. And then I come home to the nice place and finding that balance of like having the best of both worlds. Cause I don't want to be living in a van, you know, all the time. Yeah. I would, if I didn't have, if I didn't have like obligations with work and I had the means, I would do like a crazy, like 
road trip that maybe lasted four months where I just went all over and do it that way and then come back home again, you know, like little spurts of like months things or something like that. What's the longest trip you've done? Usually just like five days. Mm-hmm. Like the one I mentioned where my boyfriend and I, we went to Yosemite, uh, Mammoth and Tahoe was five days. Then two years after that or two years ago, whatever we did, um, we went to Portland. We went to Mount Rainier National Park. We went to Seattle. We did Orcas Island. Then we went into Vancouver. And like, so we did the whole Pacific Northwest. That was like five days as well. Wow. So I've noticed like five days is kind of my yeah thing. I mean, I'm again, I'm from Michigan. So I'll do like trips back to Michigan where I'm there for like seven to 10 days. And recently I went back in July and my mom and I went all the way to the west side of Michigan on Lake Michigan drove all the way up the mitt because you know it's shaped like a mitten and that part of the state is very cool like michigan is very like liberal and cool because it's like you know it's a blue state and unionized and stuff the whole west side is all these cute little towns with like gay rainbow flags and i'm like wow this is so random i would have never guessed that yeah crazy but then you know then you drive through some like rednecky towns and like all right keep going and then But then it's beautiful. It actually feels like the central coast of California because there's like wineries up there and it's like very like liberal and chill. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I would have never known that. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm originally from Indiana. And I mean, Indiana does have very beautiful parts as well, but I've never really explored it in that way. But I guess that's just, that's good to know that these places that you wouldn't expect to be beautiful and, and have these, I don't know, cool bizarre things that you would never know they have like you can't really just judge yeah place yeah every place has something cool even bakersfield even well (laughs) maybe maybe we'll have to let's go to bakersfield together one day and see what they have was there a significant moment or a particular obstacle you've encountered in your life that made you consider not doing what you love anymore like not going for hikes was there a moment where i would consider that yeah, or was there a specific moment where like maybe you were feeling depressed or just you woke up one day and you're like, you know what, I just, I don't, I don't want to hike anymore. I don't want to hike today. Or do you always wake up with that passion? Always. In fact, any when I get into like, a, I'll get into a, a positive wormhole where I start researching things and then I start calling friends I'm like, okay, we're going to do this hike in one month and do this in one month. And then I get like this high. And I did that literally today where I, I called my friend. I'm like, okay. At the end of February, we're going to go up to the Trona Pinnacles, and that's way up on this tip where you start the Eastern Sierras, and that's actually where Lady Gaga filmed her um, stupid love music video. It's all these like no pinnacles way. in the desert up there. So that I always have. Like the acting thing, again, like I think I've let that go. And again, that was easy because even though I say like, oh, it's a dream, but like it never was a dream from childhood. I think it was more ego-based. And I didn't let go of the dream of doing what I love. I just let go of the idea of being an actor. Yes. And and what that entails. And so I still get auditions from my commercial agent and I just decide, yeah, I'm doing that. Or no, I'm not doing that. I'm not even going to, even though there's self-submissions, I'm like, I don't feel like it. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And that's what's beautiful about it. And actually I did two auditions two weeks ago. Didn't think about them. Then I got a call back for one. And then I got a call back yesterday for the second one, which was a GMC commercial. And it even said, this, is, this call back isn't, a callback it just means you're in the running to be chosen and it's going to film in northern california next week and i'm like oh when i'm supposed to be in palm springs for a wedding so we'll see what happens i'm going to manifest that it's all going to happen yes yes it's all going to happen yeah what would your advice 
be to someone who is experiencing that conflict I guess like they they're starting to feel oh maybe maybe I don't I still like acting, but maybe it's not really my passion anymore or not even acting just in anything in their life. Like they're starting to feel a pull in a different direction. Well, it's funny because when I was having that struggle, a good friend of mine who is now an extremely successful casting director, he just cast Scream 5, like everything. Like he did all of the It movies, like huge stuff. And he was an actor too and he fell into casting and now he's just like, doing it and he had even said to me like he was like pud though you just you gotta let it go. like not me but he was just like he had that like nodding of the head of like he let that go and now he's got this whole different world and then bought a house up on Mulholland Drive like you know just your life changes overnight when you let go of that stuff and really just focusing on the thing that you love doing so even for people if like acting is that one love where like you can't think about anything but then just do it and it and then if it really means that, then that means you will be content even if you don't make a dime in it. Yes. Even if you're just doing, quote, community theater. So then you're fine. Yes. And then figure out financially how you can make it other ways. But for me, it wasn't that way. I'm like, it's I don't want to only do that. Like, I'd rather have money or I'd rather do other things. And so find that thing that you love. Like, you love doing this. You love doing these podcasts. Like, I love being in nature. And like... I have no idea what it's going to turn into, but I'm just doing it because I love it. I feel like maybe that's the secret or maybe that's what makes it, I don't know, puts a different spin on it when you have this like end goal. Like maybe, I mean, it's great to have goals, but maybe the end goal or like the pedestal that you put your your dream on is kind of what ruins the journey. Yeah, I think that the universe wants everyone to do well and everybody has a gift even if that means being a waitress being a mother being whatever and like think about a band a band just starts playing in their garage they don't go oh we don't have a record contract they just keep playing they and just playing. Keep playing the neighbors come and then they book a show at like a local bar and then da 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 and maybe they make it and maybe they don't but they're doing what they love and that's what they're supposed to be doing and maybe their purpose is to entertain the neighbor kids and maybe play a few local gigs and that's it. They're not supposed to be the Rolling Stones. And like, I really believe that everything happens for a reason for everybody in their careers too. It's not like, well, I didn't make it. It's just like, it's not your journey. And right. let go of that attachment to what you want your journey to be. It's a catch 22 because I feel like you do have to kind of visualize what you want for it to kind of manifest. But at the same time, the second part of the work that people forget is to let it go. Yes. Like I'm not religious, but I like saying let go and let God that someone used to say to me. Cause I'm like, it is in a sense that of like, just fucking let it go because it's not up to you. Right. It is kind of mapped out if you believe that or not, but it, it isn't. It's just sort of like you just, there's something we all have a gift and you do that. And then life, you have free will. So you do your thing. And again, I'm all about like more like these hippie gurus like Dr. Wayne Dyer and Abraham Hicks and Deepak Chopra and, and Eckhart Tolle. Yes, and me too. One of them, it's the quote, I think it's Wayne Dyer. It's ask, believe, action, receive. So like ask, like say, I want to be an actor. And then you have to believe it. And then the action is I take an acting class over and then receive. But again, like it's there's still that whole like letting go thing of the outcome. Yes. It's the outcome you have to let go of. Yes. Oh, I I think I really needed to hear that because I, like I said 
before I used to always be that person that that really planned out everything routine really gives me comfort I'm yeah the girl with my calendar every morning and that really gives me peace and so when the pandemic happened and it threw everything off for everyone not just me but you know it I'm sure other people experience that like you're like ah w- what do I do mm-hmm. and but I th- I'm so grateful for that time because yeah I I think it really made me realize everything that you were just saying is you just have to plan to go unplanned and it's gonna be okay and it usually works out better that way well what's the rush and I think every human has an ego like again growing up in high school all girls I knew were like I have to be married by 26 and have two kids and And I'm like why like why do we decide that by this age, we have to have this thing because we've seen other people have it and go, well, that's what I want. And they have the best life, even though those people probably have a miserable life behind closed doors that we don't know about. You can't just assume that that's the best thing. And so it's like it doesn't matter because you might do this for 20 years and then in 20 years, you become the most successful podcast person. And during the journey, you won't care. But if someone told you right now, you'd be like, oh, I don't want to wait 20 years. But if you live it. Yes. And then you experience it. You'd be like, oh, that was actually supposed to be my journey. And now I'm here where I want. And it's great. And so, again, I, I've been in L.A. 20 years. And if someone told me 20 years ago, you're not going to be the actor you think. I'd be like, no. But again, like the 20 years I've had here has almost been better. And I've it's like way better than I could have imagined, even though it's not what I even th- dreamed that it would be, you know? Yes. I love to hear that. That that really gives me a lot of peace. Yeah. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah. You're you're so you're so wise. Thank How, you. Like where where does it come from? Where does this wisdom just life experience and life experience and then just I guess age. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true, like of just experience and also like I think when I was younger, I had panic attacks after smoking so much weed once that I like freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So then I started reading a lot of like self-help books, which led me into this like spiritual journey. So I've read so many things from all the people I mentioned earlier. So I feel like I've like crammed like a college course on like, you know, spiritual philosophy in that sense. So I just feel like, oh, it, it all makes sense. Everything they say, when you hear it enough, you're like, oh, this all makes sense, what they're saying. So I'm like, oh, that's how I'm gonna live my life then, you know? So you you never went to college, correct? didn't go to college at all and I it's funny because I would always be like oh I didn't go to college and I feel like the only thing I actually feel like I missed out on was like a fun fraternity life but I would say 90% of the people I know if not all of 100% regret it or say like oh I'm 40 and I still have $50,000 to pay off or like they went and they don't even have the job that they went to college for so it's like I don't have any regrets personally about that I didn't waste the money right it wasn't for me that's why I'm like I'm moving to California you know, yes. that was my college was moving to California. Yes. Life. Life. Yeah. I, I wish, I wish someone would have told me that just like you were saying before, it's like you, you see what other people have and we all have these, I don't know, rules like, oh, I have to be married by this time. I have to go to college right after high school. And I was one of those people. I was like, I have to go to musical theater school. I, I have to. Well, also, I just wanted to get the fuck out of Florida. Sure. But I, I that was always my my mission was like, I have to go to school to do something with my life. And even this past year, when I made the decision to go back to school to try to finish my bachelor's, because the acting conservatory that I went to 
we just got our associates, which whatever degrees, what does it even mean? Unless you're like a doctor, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I like was clinging to that as a sense of fulfillment, a degree, or I have to do something with my life when really all of the things that I've learned have been, yeah, from life and from books and from people. Yeah. And that's what I love. I feel like I've learned more from doing podcast episodes or just t- even though I'm so happy I'm not in the restaurant industry anymore, but even <laughs> just talking to some people, the, that random kind person at a restaurant, I've learned more from them than I ever would have, you know, getting a bachelor's degree. Well, yeah, like a little kid, they don't learn how to swim from swimming lessons. They get learned when their parents throw them in the pool or in the river, like go figure it out. Figure you know? it out. Yes, I've always been that person. Just throw me into the fire and I'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. I don't, I know you don't really like do what you do for money, but would you like to promote anything? I know you also sell photos. Uh, yeah, I guess the photo photography, like it's the, I, I'm very proud of my photos because again, it's something that I didn't lead with ego. It was people were like, these are beautiful. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, thank you. And people were like saying it. So I st- didn't know what to do. So I was printing them out and then I bought these weird like plastic bags. I'm like, no. And then I found a way to get this really nice matting from Amazon with these packages. So now they're like packaged very beautifully. And, you know, I, I would go around to local like stores and be like, okay, what are they selling them for? Cause I felt like I was overcharging. And I'm like, no, I'm actually undercharging and I'm trying to make a profit, you know? And so my photography, I sell eight by 10 prints with matting for 40 bucks. And then I have 11 by 17 that I was selling for double for 80, but I'm like flexible with that. I'm still trying to like work on that, but I have them through my website, the Califucking Road Trip, and I don't really have it set up yet where you can just click and buy very easily. So I have people like DM me in that way. Yeah, that's great. Because I had them for sale at two stores. One of them actually was Locale on Fairfax and Fifth. I love Locale. I go there every week. I love, well then that's our next coffee date. Yes, 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 let's do it. So the lady who owns the gallery next door, I called Locale and I said, can I sell my photography here? And then the gallery owner said, yes. So she put them in there and she's like, we're going to charge more like 48, which I was like, "Mm," because in order she's like, and we'll split it. So I would only be making 25 or something. And it cost me like, you know, a certain amount to make it and all the work and time. And so they didn't sell. And then after like a month or two, she's like, okay. So she took them down, which I was happy to do it. And then they were at my friend's plant store in Eagle Rock for quite a while, but I just removed them from there. But I still reach out to certain stores. I'm not that good about networking myself that way. It's still something I'm getting getting better about, but I'm trying to be better about reaching out to stores to sell them. Or again, like I actually have sold a shit ton through former classmates in Detroit from posting them on Facebook. And I sold one of my co-classmates is a psychologist and she bought 14 of them and framed them and put them all around their office. And she said every patient or person that comes in there comments on them. So that makes me feel good. That's amazing. Yeah. It just goes back to everything we've been saying. Like you're not you're not going out on these hikes to get that perfect photo to go sell and make a bunch of money off of. You just go because you love it and you happen to take a picture and then you get to share that with someone else. That's yeah. just that that's the secret. Just just do what makes you happy. Do what brings you joy and of course that's gonna allow other people to to love it too. Yeah. And I, I also love that you're putting something positive out on social media because right now we go on there we scroll every day we're comparing ourselves to people and the life they show that they're living yeah but you're posting something that 
is attainable for anyone yeah. who, who's out here or comes to travel here, you know? Yeah, and, and most of the photos are not me in it where most people are like, look at me in front of a waterfall. I might have a few of those, but like that's not what I lead with. It's more of like, right. ain't, it ain't about me. It's about the nature. Whereas like you go to someone's Instagram and it's for a guy, it's their every photo is hundreds of their shirtless and their pretty face are girls with their boobs out. And I'm like, God, it's like sad. I kind of want it all to crash. So these people then just have to deal with the fact that they can't be famous models anymore. Yes. Quotations. Yes. No, exactly. It's, it's such uh it's very frustrating for me because I, I love my podcast and I know that I need to monetize it and promote it. And how do you do that? You do it on social media, but it's just, it kills me sometimes because that's not what I want to yeah. do. But, but also you, I guess we just have to think about it as like, we're getting it out to the people who, who need it. Yeah. And I, I do still think there's a fake aspect of all of it because Julia yes. Roberts only has 3 million followers where some model guy has 50 million followers. I'm like that's impossible. Nobody knows who this person is. But everyone in the world knows who Julia Roberts is, at least. That's crazy. You know, it's just like, come on. Come on, people. Yeah. There was one picture that I loved. I think it said it's from Paso Robles, and I'm probably saying that all wrong, but it was the one with the little lights. Oh, yeah. What's what's that place? Oh, my God. So this installation opened in 2019 in May, like the year before the pandemic, and a friend of mine lived in San Luis Obispo, which is the town on the coast right before Paso Robles. And it's some artist who installed 50,000 lights in the fields up there. And so I'm like, I want to go. And I had always heard about Paso Robles, but never knew it was there. They have the most gorgeous downtown town square with a park in the middle and all these wineries and like charming little hotels. And this light installation is like 10 minutes from the downtown in the hills. And so when the sun sets, all the lights turn different colors and it's like, some acid trip Wizard of Oz thing where these lights just go and there's little fire pits where you can buy wine and beer and there was even like a little hipster band playing guitars when you walked I'm like this is everything this sounds like my dream it's I need to be there now epic and they just added a new one that has these lanterns and so I encourage people to go to it I tried to go to it again with my parents in Christmas of 2019 but then my dad got sick and then passed away in February I'm so sorry thank you and then the pandemic happened and then my mom came out another time and then we took her up there after my dad had passed. And then there was a fire in Big Sur and all the fire came all the way inland and smoked out. So they canceled the light show. So I'm like, fuck. I'm like, mom, you are not meant to see this show. That is two strikes. Yeah. But I've been wanting to go back there and I encourage all my friends to go there because it's beautiful. But I will give you one of those photos actually. No. Yes. No, you don't have to. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. No, I love gifting them because when people comment, I'm like, yes. So. Yes. That's the one that really stood out to me. I just think it's so, it's so inventive. It's so different. And I, I mean, we'll go, we'll go with you if you yeah. want to go back. It's, it's amazing. And it's, that's my favorite little town. Like that's where I would live and again. It's like San Luis Obispo, Cambria. Paso Robles, that little like Central Coast bubble right there. It's so beautiful. And it's only three hours. So it's like That's not bad. halfway between LA and San Francisco. So it's the halfway point. It's perfect. Well, I'm so excited to check out all these new places. Everyone check out Chris on his Califucking road trip. And I love that name. It's, Thank you. It's so perfect. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Um, I wanted to do something that stood out, but then it's funny because then after I built it, I'm like, oh, maybe I should be a little, I was being modest. Like, is that too like, I'm not a prude, but I'm just like, oh, is that because it says the word fuck, even though I don't spell it that way. I'm like, no, I'm hitting a certain demographic. Yes. I'm not hitting Christian families, so I don't no. give a fuck. <laughs> yes. 
So I'm like, no. And then now when I tell people and they say they love it, I'm like, okay, I, I'm doing what I should be doing. And it stands out. You know? Yes. No, absolutely. Like, don't apologize for who you really are. Yeah. I think I've also really started to embrace that too. And yeah, like we... We say fuck on this podcast, you well, know? let's be real. Everybody says it, and people who don't are full of shit. Yes. Like, just everybody says it. My grandma, my Grammy, who I've based this character off of, she is the most religious, conservative, kind woman ever, and her favorite word is shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. That's great. It has a nice ring to it. Well, what's your next adventure that you have planned? Um... God, I just did one today. I found a gorgeous waterfall in Santa Clarita today. My friend and I went and I was like, oh my God, like multiple tiered waterfalls. But I'm going to Palm Springs for a wedding. That's not really a trip. But uh, six of us are going to Lake Arrowhead in two weeks. And in the vein of my like road trips, one of the things I'm going to do is there's two haunted hotels up there. So I'm going to hit those because again, in conjunction with the road trips, I love filming locations and haunted hotels are a little passion of mine too. So I lump that into like historical places. So in Arrowhead, I'll probably find some hiking and then do a little video about these haunted hotels up there. But where did that come from? That love for, for horror movies and haunted hotels? I think just as a kid, like when I was really young, like both of my parents separately would rent me like horror films, like Friday the 13th, The Shining, The Evil Dead. And I'm and like, most people are like, yeah, your parents fucked you up. But I'm like, no, look how normal I turned out. <laughs> yes, yes. But I, I don't know. I just had a passion for that. I've always been drawn to like ghost stories and stuff. And now as an adult, I feel like California feels like a playground to me because it's like the nature is like you can just go in nature or like there's so many there's so much history here so like haunted hotels like I'm like oh I love that like it just fascinates me that whether it's real or not like there's all this stuff and I like going and like now that with social media and like an iPhone you can go and make your own content and I'm not paying cameramen I can go make my own stuff yes because I enjoy doing that so I'm like oh I like showcasing this stuff so it's fun my little brother would love you. His name's Sailor. He's 13. He's obsessed with horror movies. Oh, I love it. You that. guys would be, I honestly think you guys would be best friends. He lives in Florida, but he, he wants to move out here one day. Right now, his dream is to be a stand-up comedian. Oh, I love that. I, I don't, we'll, we'll see. I love the passion. I love it. But he, yeah, he loves California and he loves horror movies he loves jack nicholson well, so i have a job goal for him maybe yes. maybe he does stand up as his favorite horror character so he comes out and does jokes as freddy krueger then as jack nicholson and maybe he merges his favorite horror movies and he does stand up through all these characters that's brilliant because then you're not putting the pressure on yourself the person you're playing that character that character and it's easier if like it's freddy krueger because you can just mimic it and put on the glove and be like ah you know whatever right so <sighs> He's going to love that. Sailor, you better listen to this episode. (laughs) Chris, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all your wisdom. Thank you. And everyone, please check out Califucking Road Trip. And it's, you have an Instagram and then you also have a website, right? Correct. Yes. And a YouTube page. All the videos are on all three. Like the YouTube is just the videos. The website has the videos broken down by like specific areas. And then they're on my Instagram in conjunction with tons of photography. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to go hiking with you and yes. go to Locale. We're going to Locale oh, soon. Oh, done deal. Yes. And now it's time for Game Time with Grammy, the part of the show where Grammy comes out and plays a little game. Well, hello, dears. Welcome back to Game Time with Grammy. Um, I'm your host, Grammy, and I'm here today with Chris 
Pudlow. Did I do, did I say it right? Um, it's actually Juliet. Oh, that's right. That's right. Chris had to leave, so now I'm stuck with you. Who are you? I'm Juliet Lewis. Hi, Grammy. Oh. I love your outfit. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, dear. Well, maybe I do want you to stay. That was <laughs> that was a very nice compliment, Juliet. Hello, dear. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Are you famous or something? What do you do? Why Why did Chris leave and you came in his place? Yes, my dad was the character actor and so I became an actress. You know, some of you may know me from Cape Fear, Natural Born Killers. And yeah, oh, so Christmas Vacation, right? Christmas That's Vacation. One of my favorites, yes. Yes, and so Chris Pudlow does an impression of me and so I thought I would let him go do one of my jobs, so I stepped in for oh, him tonight. Oh, that's so kind of you, dear. Yes. Thank you for being on my my granddaughter's a little little baby nobody podcast. That she thinks it's gonna be something special. Of course. Um, but maybe it will not because of you, because you're like hot shot. Right? Yes, I'm on the new show Yellow Jackets with Christina Ricci right now on Ooh, Showtime. Yellow Jackets is that a B? It's a bee, right? It's a, it's yes, a, a hornet or a wasp, something like oh, something wow. that stings. Oh wow, you're just you're just cool, aren't you? Yes, and there's a little honey in there too, some a little sweet oh and stingy. Oh my gosh, sweet and stingy. Well, I'm so happy to have you here, Juliet. Wow, you're better than Chris. We don't need him. Uh, He's right? giving me some nice compliments. Okay, so what we do is we play a game. And uh, Nathan here, hello, my granddaughter's uh, partner Hi. in crime, yeah, he's our what, game master. What happened to our uh, just regular guests? Oh, well, feel, well um, um, we wanted, we need to boost this podcast, so we, we got a celebrity guest, go. celebrity mm-hmm. guest, yes, we have Stepping to get up. those, hit the like and the followers. <laughs> Stepping up in the world. Yes, I don't okay. I don't understand it, yeah. but that's what we're doing. I'm on board. Yes, okay, so what is the game today, dear? Okay, so Today's game is Jack or Juliet. Oh, <gasps> that's my name. That's you, dear. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, is this, it has to do with her. It definitely does. So this one should be pretty easy for you, Juliet. Okay, uh, I'm we're, ready. We're gonna, we're gonna test some of your knowledge. Yes. So on today's game, we have twelve quotes, six from Jack Nicholson's movies, mm. and ooh, ooh. six from Juliet Lewis movies. He, he used to be quite handsome back in my day. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the quotes and you have to tell me whether it's a Jack Nicholson quote or a Juliet Lewis oh, quote. Oh, but oh, but that she but she's Juliet. She's going to know. Well, she's going to know. We'll see. This is not but fair. I don't remember all of my films. I mean, so. you've done so many, She works right? a lot. Yeah, That's she's a busy true. woman. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, let's see who comes out on top. What yeah. do we win something? Um just glory. Just glory. Bragging rights. Now, do we shout them out and it's a matter of who gets it first? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it one by one? It can be one. I, I, I made it one by one. Let's do one by one. one, by one. Maybe you tally the points. Let's do it. Yeah. Yes. And then okay. bonus points if you can guess which movie it's from. Okay. okay. So you have to say who it was and then what movie mm-hmm. or show for bonus right? points okay. you're also in a lot of TV shows correct yes yes, yes. Maybe TV shows I think my granddaughter she was raving about this show called the oh what is it it's with the girl and and her mom is like controlling her and like Munchausen by proxy what is what's that show mother yeah and uh, maybe what was Alice it? and Jenny? No, it was uh, Patricia Arquette. Oh, that's what, the one where she the was... The daughter uh, 
Oh, yes. saying that she was sick. Right, yes. with yeah. me. Um, yes. Oh, um, I know what you're talking yes. about. Well, the little, we? the girl in the wheelchair, and like they got money from people, and the yes. mother was terrible, and she killed her. Yes, you were in that show. I know, but I forgot. I for, it's her, you're so famous, and you're so wonderful. You do so much. <laughs> so Thank underrated. You. Why, why haven't you been... Do you have a star on the, ho- the walk? I the walk? don't. That's I think, bullshit, I think people are afraid of me. Uh-huh. Well, they <laughs> should be because you are very just... You have an air about you, dear. Well, thank you, Grammy. Yes, of course. Oh, wow. Now the compliments have reversed. Yes. Okay, let's play it again. Yes. Okay. So we have 12 numbers on the table. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pick any number you wish. doesn't have to be in any particular order. Okay. And then I will read out the corresponding quote. Juliet, I'll let you go first. Um, since I'm having a clear liquor, I'm going to go with number eight. Yes, yes. We're going with number let's eight. Let's do it. Great choice. Okay, so. <clears throat> this is so exciting. I don't want to be a product of my environment. <gasps> I want my environment to be a product of me. Oh. Oh, I, I don't know this I'm at all. I'm stumped. I mean... I'll say Jack Nicholson. Correct. Yes. It is Jack Nicholson. Yes, very yes. good. That, yeah, that sounds but like a Jack. I don't know if I know the movie. Surprisingly, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, have you ever worked with him, dear? Um, no, actually. We've met once or twice, but we've never done a film I f- together. I feel like you guys should be a good combo. Yeah. Is he still a living? He's still living. He is. Yeah. He was just at a Lakers game, and the paparazzi was filming him leaving. Oh, yeah, my goodness. he's a big Lakers fan. I, yeah. sat in his, I sat in his booth at uh, Musho and Frank's with Zany. Apparently, that's his booth. That they keep reserved for him, but he wasn't coming in that night. But they said, they said to us, if he comes in, you got to move. Oh. Yeah, but he didn't come in. Isn't that kind of bougie? No. I don't know what bougie means, but Zany uses bougie, that word a lot. It means like, I don't even know either, Grammy. Yeah. <laughs> what are these kids in their phraseology these, these words. Yes. Um, I'm going to take a guess, though. Yeah, yeah. Take a is guess. it The Departed? It is. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I literally didn't know that. I just thought, like, Leo's in that movie, and I know Leo, and yes. I'm like, maybe it was that one. Yes. Oh, look, look. I'm going to lose. That really was a guess. That was a good, good guess. I'm going to fail at this. Okay, I'm going to pick number 11. But there's nothing on it. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Number eleven. You may think me crazy, but I know music. It's the one thing that makes me humble. Oh mm. no! Do you know it? I don't. Can you say it again? Oh. Yeah. You may think me crazy, but I know music. It's the one thing that makes me humble. I mean, it's so profound. I feel like Jack would have said it. I'm going to say Jack. That is correct. Oh, my gosh. Jack Nicholson. Okay, I have no idea what movie did he I do. feel like I might know only because there's one movie that I know where he has musical instruments. Oh, yes. A, Take a guess. Five Easy Pieces. No, it's <gasps> not That's Five a great guess, Easy though. Pieces. I've never even heard of that movie. This line is from The Witches of Eastwick. Oh, right. It's a witchy movie. Your friend Chris said he was kind of a witchy guy. He is. Would you say you're a witchy girl? Um, yes. We're both very similar. We both bring our own cinnamon everywhere for our coffee. Oh, my gosh. That's adorable. You yes. have a little thing of cinnamon in there. In my you? purse. Yes. I carry my own cinnamon. That's adorable, dear. I've heard of people doing that with hot sauce, but not yeah, cinnamon. Yeah, first time for cinnamon. I yes. just bring some extra diapers. That's what I have in there. Okay. Hey, wow, I, 
I got a one point. You got Are one you point. One a point. for one. I am telling the points. Amazing, yes. amazing. Well, We're learning things. Julia, you have two. You oh, right. I got the movie. Well. Yes, she's <gasps> killing Juliet's it, Juliet's ahead. Okay. All right, Juliet. I pick a number, right? Yes. yes. Number one. I guess number you don't have to one. touch the numbers. She, All right. Yes, she's got it. Yes. Yes, yeah. Well, I guess we'll make a nice little pie. A nice pile. Nice pile, yes. I love her voice. She's so, mm-hmm. so sweet. Okay, go ahead. Thank Charity. you, I'm Grammy. I'm distracted by Juliet. Okay. <laughs> well, do you want me to be honest, or do you want me to tell you this is my first time? <gasps> I don't know. I'm going to say Jack. This is actually Juliet <gasps> Lewis. What a terrible! Oh my God! You just, you know what, dear? You're probably so in character that you don't really remember the lines. All those lines, all those films. You what movie was that? Would you care to take a guess? Um, say the line again, please. Yeah. Well, do you want me to? Do you want me to be honest, or do you want me to tell you this is the first time? Is it? The other sister? No, this is actually... That's why she was in that movie. Yes. Why did she not get nominated for that movie? I know, right? I saw that movie and I can never watch it again because it made me cry so much. What? This is actually from old school. <gasps> old school. She's in old school. Yeah. Yes. You're in old school. I was a blonde in that movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dear. You should have won an award by now. Oh. I just wanted to stump everybody, so it worked. I forgot those lines. Yeah. I should know my lines. <laughs> but I just have to take a moment, Juliet. Your performance in The Other Sister oh. was Oscar Award winning. Thank you. I mean, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm going to get carried away. I appreciate Number that. nine. Number nine. Number dear. nine. Grammy's got nine. Yes, Andrew. <clears throat> Nobody tells you. You just feel it. It's like being on fire. Your whole body is glowing like you're burning up. And your heart beats so fast, it feels like it's going to burst. God, this is hard. That's a beautiful quote, dear. Uh, Juliet? It is Juliet. Oh my goodness! It was you. I don't yeah. remember this one either. I mean, these are hard. These are really these, hard. This ones. is a good game, yes. Nathan, Nathan. My God, game master, dear. Okay, uh, I don't know what the movie. No. No. Juliet, would you care to take a guess? Um, Something about fire. I think I want to say Strange Days. No, this <gasps> is actually from that night. Oh, I've never right. even heard of either of those movies. I remember that Ooh. night. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, what is strange days? Strange days. What is that about? It's about the um, end of the world, kind of in 1999. It was Angela Bassett and Ray Fiennes and me, and it was like a. Post, I don't even remember. It was so long ago, but it was like futuristic movie. Wow, you just do a little bit of everything, don't Mm -hmm. you? You're funny, you're dramatic, you can be, you know, out there. Wow. Thank you. Oscar award winning. Okay, dear, you pick a number. Oh, uh, three. Let's do it. Number three. Number three. Three. Three's company. Yes, look, she's so clever. (laughs) She's so clever over there. We live, we die. And the wheels on the bus go round and round. Oh my God, this is really hard. They both have a sim. The characters, the actors, both have a similar 
energy. Yeah. That's edgy. I made sure gritty. I found quotes that were very similar. Yeah, so very, yes. you know, non-binary quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned that word from Zany. She's trying oh. to educate me on how to be, you know, civilized. I'm really days. impressed, Granny. They, I'm trying to just accept everyone and love everyone and let them be who they want to be and love who they want to love. And I think it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes. Well, yes. I have some ginger in my mouth. Yes, Sorry. Yes, no, it's ginger sexy. <laughs> yes. I want to say Jack. It is a Jack quote. Jack, okay. Yes. Okay. Ooh, what movie? Can oh, I my know? God. Heartburn. It is not from Heartburn, no. Grammy, would you care to take a guess? I don't know. The Shining, <laughs> that's the only movie I know. <laughs> it's actually from The Bucket List. Oh. I've never seen that. I didn't either. Yeah. But oh, I Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman? Ooh, isn't, wasn't there Directed another Directed by Rob Reiner. Oh, I love yeah. him. He directed yes, Misery, um, Stand By Me, yes, The yes. Princess Bride. Yes, all the good things. I'm more knowledgeable about old school Jack. That's why I didn't know that one. Well, do we have some old school we, Jack? We have some. Okay, yes. okay, I'm excited. Okay, it's okay. Grammy's turn. Seven, seven, seven. seven. You didn't put a line through it, dear. You? You're supposed to put a line through the seven. Ah, uh, one, you do two. Do that as well. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All good children go to heaven. Yes, <laughs> yes. Exa- see, she's she's a character. You dear. do lines through your sevens as well, Grammy. Yes, I oh. do. That's why Zany does. Is that where she got it from? Yes, because it's not. That's not a seven. That's an L. How would you know that? <laughs> look? That looks it's like an, an L. L. So if you put a line, you know. Anyway. But maybe you could right. put a line through your L. I don't know. Okay. Stupid dear. Okay. Number seven. <laughs> you know what I say? I say to hell with going back to ourselves. Let's go out there and run down the stairs and go out in a hail of bullets, and then we'll die, and then we'll really be free. Oh, you know this, don't I you, dear? I do know this one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I don't. Uh, something about bullets? I mean, that sounds very Jack Nicholson. Oh, no, it's wrong. I can see it on your face. I oh, can't no. take it back now. That's you my, that's you my, said Jack Nicholson? Yeah, that's my final answer. It is not Jack Nicholson. I was wrong. I was wrong. You knew. You okay. I did know this okay, one. Okay, what movie? Okay. Natural Born Killers. Correct, what? indeed. Well, I've never heard of this movie. It's me and Woody Harrelson, and we're going on a killing spree, and we kill a lot of people. Oliver Stone directed it. Is it funny? or? No, it's very violent. <laughs> oh, okay. But Woody Harrelson, I mean, he's fun. He's fun. We had a great time together. Oh, I bet. Mm. All these movies. We're going to have to make a list. A list we are, yeah. We're going to have to go through them. I mean, I'm going to stick with my musicals, but okay. Your turn. Here we oh, go. six. We're going number six. six. Okay. Sexy six. Sexy six. You can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say Jack. Correct. It is Jack. You are uh, fire. Few good men. It is not a few <gasps> good men. Uh. Grammy, would you care to take a guess? Can you say it again? Yeah. You can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. The Departed? It is not The Departed. The, the Shining? <laughs> <laughs> the only two movies no, I've seen. It is no, a- I've also seen this good as a guess. <laughs> I saw it the other night. It is actually from Batman, <gasps> where he plays the, the Joker. Joker. Oh, snap and a half. Okay. He's my favorite Joker. Don't tell anybody else that. You know, dear, I don't know Even if I've seen... Even better than Heath Ledger? 
Yes, yes. How They're do you all good. Ooh, they are. But he's your fave. Yes. You can't go wrong with Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the the newer one? What's Joaquin his name? Phoenix. Yes. He was great. Heath is undeniably brilliant. They're all yes. so different. Yeah. So different. They're all very unique in their yes. own way. Yes. And Heath and Joaquin both won Oscars for their Joker. Did right. um did Jack? No, he wasn't nominated. That's not cool. But he has twelve Oscar nominations and he won three, so I think oh, he's I fine. Think he's he's all right. yeah. Do you have any nominations? I dear? have just one for Cape Fear. And you didn't win. I didn't win. What a bitch. Yes, <laughs> but maybe it wouldn't have been good. You know, I was only eighteen, so That's true. I feel like my career I've been very blessed with my career. Yes, yeah. and with that nomination, you know, I'm sure it's, that Better than the win. Yes. 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 It's on that site, the Wiki wiki site, the Wikipedia. Wikipedia, right. Yes. They're always asking me for money. I don't give it to them. I don't (laughs) either. Yeah, no. Uh, Five. 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 Number five. Yes. Here we go. I really suck at this game. No, you don't. I mean, I just don't. I'm not. I've only. It's luck. I don't remember (laughs) this stuff. Well, but you. You're doing better than media. I need to catch up on my movies. I yeah. should go to musicals. And uh, read your books. Books? Yes. Yeah. The Bible. The Bible. It's <laughs> stressful how many movies there are and television shows to catch up on. I lose sleep at night thinking about how much there is to watch. Seriously. Seriously. Do you watch yourself? Do you, how do you feel about watching yourself? Um, I... I watch, I go to the premieres of my films and sometimes I'll catch clips on TV, but I don't like to watch the shows I'm on. I've done the work and it's, it's, it's just done. what it is. Yes, yeah. yes. Zane, Zane is that way too. She doesn't really like to watch it. I love to watch me because I think I'm fabulous. Yes. <laughs> because I am. Is it my turn? Very humble. See, it's always about very, me. Very 12, humble. 12, dear. Number 12. All right. Here we go. 12, 12, 12. <clears throat> These are hard. You did a great job. Hmm. It's My because goodness. of what he read in this book once, Brian. The folks eating breakfast is a myth, and it was put on by the cereal people. The cereal people, like cereal? Yeah. Like eating? Yeah, I'll read it again. It's this because is- of what he read in this book once, Brian. That folks eating breakfast is a myth, and it was put out by the cereal people. Juliet? It is Juliet. <gasps> Is it in the other sister? It is not in the other sister. Okay. Juliet, would you care to take a guess? I'm stumped again at my mm-hmm. own movies, but I'm gonna guess Romeo is bleeding. No, this is actually from. You know a lot of your own movies, George. I impressive. do. This is actually from California. <gasps> that's one of my favorite films yeah. I did, and I don't even remember that line. Can you read it again? Yes. Yeah, read it again. It was beautiful. Something about cereal. It's because of what he read in this book once, Brian, that folks eating breakfast is a myth, and it was put out by the cereal people. Oh, I do know that scene when yeah. we're in the cafe, and I'm talking about Brad Pitt. Yes. Brad Pitt, he's yeah. a hunk, isn't mm-hmm. he? Who's he with these days? I never know. Nobody. Oh, well. Ooh, now's your chance. Uh, your Grammy chance. might sweep in. And From me to Gwyneth to Jennifer to Angelina to mm-hmm. nobody. <laughs> to nobody. What a loser. I he's know. so pretty, though. He's, he's, a pretty, he's pretty. Yes. He's the only real celebrity I've ever dated. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yeah, are you seeing anyone now, do you? No, I was dating my boyfriend, Brad. He was the drummer from Rage Against the Machine, but we broke up last year. Oh, I'm so sorry Aww. to hear that, Thank dear. you. You know what? You're a free spirit. Yeah. I feel like you just need to show alone, you know? Yeah, I don't like being tied down. No, I don't blame you. Grammy was tied down for many years, and my husband passed, and oh, God I'm rest his sorry. Show. You know what? It, it was a sad. It was sad. But he's gone, and we must live on. We must. And I drink, and I live, and we cheers. Live. Yes, cheers. I mean, there's yes. We need more. I mean, more. it takes two to tango, but one is fun. And on that note, I'll take it number two. Yes, yeah, she's so Here clever. She's so clever. We need our own personal bartender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I have never lied to you. I have always told you some version of the truth. Ooh, ooh. It's Jack Nicholson. Yes. It is Jack Nicholson. Oh, oh, I th- I'm not going to... As good as it gets. It is not as what? good as That's it gets. That's what I was going to say too, dear. Yeah, because it sounds like I something I just you heard would say. this movie. I know I just watched this movie the other day, whatever it is. Can it's, I, it's fresh. Yeah. It's what? No, you no, you go. I'm just, it's fresh in my head. I thought it was as good as it gets. This is actually from Something's Gotta Give. It just sounds like the same movie. That's what, you know what? I was picturing Diane Keaton when I said as good as it gets, but I said something's, no, you know what I said. <laughs> I said it wrong. It was a good guess. Isn't yeah. it the it same, guess. but they sound like the same movie. Something's Gotta Give. As good as, as it good gets. As it gets. Gets, gives, gets, all of the gives, above. Gives, that yeah, was lots tricky. of G's. You, yes. did, you had a good guess, Joe. All right, 10. We're going number 10. Number 10. Here we go. I don't even know the points at this point. Okay, number 10. Where do you get the ass to tell anybody anything about Klaus? Or who the hell's got it? Or what she typifies? You shouldn't even be in the same room with her. You pompous celibate. Oh. Juliet? It is not Juliet. I'm no. glad. I was like, I don't remember that. Whoa, Jack no, says that? it is actually Jack. You don't deserve to be in the same room as her. Yes. I don't know. I don't know the movie. No. No. <laughs> Care to have a guess, Juliet? Read it one more time, please, Nathan. Where do you get the ass to tell anybody anything about Klaus? Or who the hell's got it? Or what she typifies? You shouldn't even be in the same room with her. You pompous celibate. I'm going to say as good as it gets, even though I already said that. That's what I would think, too. What? These are very challenging. I'll give Juliet a guess. One a more. hint. Yeah, give give her a hint. You you name this movie earlier. Oh, that's not helpful. Um, uh, um, um, a few good men. No. Oh. Give her another guess. It's um. Give give her a better hint. It's one of Jack's earlier movies where he is a oil rigger. Five easy pieces. Yay. I've never Ooh. even heard of that movie. Is it good? It's he was nominated for an Oscar, and Karen Black played his girlfriend, and she was nominated for an Oscar. Wow. Yes. You know the reason that I I know we have one more, but side note, the reason I suck at this game, dear, is because 
Jack Nicholson gives me nightmares. I actually had one. That face too. You you did yes. That's what does it. Look at this. <laughs> this is this is what I see. Wow, you do it really oh well, Juliet. I'm, I'm, Juliet, you are you're just a. Let's a, uh, go to the hotel. Oh my gosh! <laughs> now I'm gonna have nightmares forever. That was incredible. Did everyone just hear that? So please stop. Because I'll stop. <laughs> Juliet, he was in my nightmare the other night. We watched as good as it gets. Pretty happy movie, right? Yes. And I had nightmares all night about Jack Nicholson. It was like Silence of the Lambs, but he was, what's his face? Anthony Hopkins. It was him, and he was trying to murder me. And and every time I watch a Jack Nicholson movie, and he's brilliant, I just, I can't, he just scares me. And what you just, that face, that face. I'm trying not to scare Grammy. For everyone that's not, that can't see but is hearing, because that's how podcasts work, apparently. The, the eyebrows, they go in. It's the Jack Nicholson. How does he do it? How do you do it? I don't know. Just, that eyebrow peak. That eyebrow call it. peak. Yeah, it takes a lot of concentration. Yes, and it's terrifying. Okay, that's enough. Well, last one. Here we four. go. Number four. Isn't it beneath you as a mature thinker? I mean, to allow your lead character to waste so much of this emotional energy obsessing over this psychotic relationship with a woman that you fantasize as powerfully sexual and inspired when in fact she was pitifully sick. I'm going to re-guess. I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to say something's got to give. It is not something. And Jack Nicholson, I'm sorry. It is not Jack Nicholson. (gasps) It's me. Okay, I know it now. It's me and it's husbands and wives. It is. That is correct. Woody Allen, the (laughs) brilliant Woody Allen, wrote that movie. Yes, you knew. I knew you knew. You know, it's still in you. Yes. Wow. Okay, so what's the tally, mister? Uh, So, let's say... Grammy has three points. <gasps> Grammy. <laughs> That's pathetic. <laughs> it's because of the nightmares. I blame the nightmares. It's Jack and the nightmares. Yes. Gosh, I just, okay, I need to suck it up. And Juliet is the winner with nine <gasps> points. Oh, my God. Nine. Points nine. You were just impressive. Grammy. Just, oh I'll my. share that with you. I think, yes, just give me, you know, a few, a few and extra we'll call points. it a tie, it's right? A tie. Wow. Yes. Juliet, you are just a delight. I'm so glad Chris got the heck out of here. Yes, so me too. So you could step in and you are just, you're very, you're very sultry and sexy and an edge. And, <sighs> and you're in a show right now, Yellow Jackets? Yellow Jackets on Showtime with Christina Ricci and Melanie Linsky. It's... A big hit right now. And Chris does impressions of you and you approve? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was doing the premiere of Gem and the Holograms, I said to the director, I said, you know you've made it when you get done in drag. Oh, my gosh. So you have made it, dear. I have. You didn't get the Oscar, but you got it. You were in drag. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Well, that's all you need in life. Maybe someone will do me one day in drag. I will, Grammy. Oh my gosh, you would totally kill it. Kill it. Well, maybe because of you, I will watch more Jack Nicholson movies. Yes. Probably not. (laughs) Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes of Talking to Nobody podcast. Available on all podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. Talking.